Hello everyone, you're now listening to After Scrum with Ada and Ami. Here we talk about what is new, what's interesting, and what you would have considered difficult to step. Lego! Hi guys, welcome back. It's Ada yeah. and Ami. And, and, <laughs> and it's another episode of After Scrum with Ada and Ami. Yeah. And we have a like um we have like a very interesting story to share with you guys and a very interesting person yeah. like personality you know yeah ah. introduce yourself go on hey my name is precious at gunpoint so go on just introduce yourself oh hi my name is precious Uniuchi. as only with the W. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting name there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell us a little bit about like you know what you do stuff like that. Right. So I am a technical writer. I do some open source and community stuff, and then I'm also passionate about DEI. Yeah. So yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So DEI basically means um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Oh. Right? So, I see. Yeah. Yeah, we will know more about that after we talk about our week yes. and our weekend. Mm-hmm. My week was stressful. It's been stressful. I feel like it's going to be stressful for the next two weeks. It will be stressful. But my weekend last weekend was fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, we <laughs> <laughs> We were at um Tech Unwind yeah. in Ugu and it was it was pretty dope. Yeah. Safe for the rain. You know, the rain was like on the beats. Okay, you know, you know how when you when you finish planning something, and you're like, okay, this is how today is going to go, and the rain is like, ha, you need to have another thing coming because what? Yeah, it was raining like all day. Yeah, very crazy stuff. But the turnout, besides despite the rain, was yes, so that's impressive. Yeah. Like, when, like when I came in and I saw like so many, I was like, eh. Yeah, so my people were even in the rain with the uh, and dancing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So they now kind of like made it into a water sport activity somehow. <laughs> <laughs> when the rain wasn't yeah. that much anymore, right? Yeah. yeah, but it was fun. It was anyway. a very fun event. Yeah. I have a question. Okay. Does the weekend start when okay, so the weekend starts from Friday. No, Saturday. Starts from Saturday. <laughs> when does it end? Today, today. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, in my head, I mean, if it starts on, when does it start for you? Yeah, I've been thinking. I don't. I've, I've not been sure, right? So it's okay. Like, <laughs> I weekend. Everyone says weekends like Friday, Friday evening. evening. You need to close. Uh, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The problem with Friday evenings is that you know. Okay, I can actually say my weekend starts Friday because I actually get to watch Netflix on Friday evenings. Uh, yeah. After work, as in after my Friday meeting, yeah. either I'm going to the gym, coming back to relax, or I'm going straight into Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I don't think about Fridays as weekends. In my head, I'm like, hmm, I should probably do some fun things on Friday evenings. But then I just find myself, okay, I'm just trying to make sure that I complete what I'm supposed to do this week. I'm sure it's done. And by the time I know what's happening, it's later, I'm like, oh, okay. Tomorrow, go hard. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, yeah. Yeah. Saturday, yes. <laughs> yeah. Saturday, yes. Yeah, it's typically Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah, the end of the week. 
<laughs> but I, I, I think I've been saying this for a very long time. That is not fair. I don't know who was in charge of this whole week division. I supposed to have one week, one weekend, like seven you days know. a week, seven days weekend, seven wow. days a week. That's when it's not fair. Yeah, this is this thing. have the quality. Yeah, you know there are some countries that have um four day weekdays. Yes, now, exactly. And two day weekends. Yes. Yeah, like you it's actually the, the productivity. Now. Yeah, the productivity will increase. I don't really know about that. <laughs> I, I, that's what I'm. That's what I'm projecting. The numbers support me. I don't know the numbers, but I know they will support me. Can't check. Okay. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is, that, what I'm saying is that if we are talking about equality in every other time, we should also be talking about equality for the weeks. Because why should we exclude weeks when we're talking about equality? I'm talking about equality of. You know, humans. We should also talk about quality of terms. Let me not push this. Agenda. Yeah, yeah, really pushing. Like they are trying so hard. You are pushing. It's not working. Let me not push this agenda too much. They've already succeeded in equality for animals. Right? Yeah. But the problem is that when you create an Adobe calendar, nobody else is following it. Is it really... Uh, Everybody's following the Roman calendar. Why can't they follow you? No, everybody's not following it. Well, the... like, okay, fine. There's like... Fun fact, Ethiopia is in 2015. <laughs> yes, so someday I found out that like yeah. there are in some there are some countries where I'm like way older than I am, and I'm like you know what? I know Nigeria is bad, but then <laughs> can I just age? Can we not age? Can we not age as fast? I mean, like I'm, I'm I'm Ethiopian by age, you know? Exactly, exactly. I'm Ethiopian by age. Exactly. I mean, even though even though they are like you know, so like, when we had the whole twenty twenty thing. Yeah. <laughs> they were in 2012 so oh. when we'll be scared of like oh, COVID-19 and 2020 and yeah, stuff like, oh, oh, oh what happened 20, for us in 2012 <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's interesting they, <laughs> they have 13 months How do you in their calendar oh. well they were not colonized Okay. So they get to keep things the way Maybe they were. It has always been. Yeah, oh, that's nice. That's actually like interesting. At least they don't get to age fast. So I mean, <laughs> there's a plus to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> but then whenever they are like in someone else's, I wonder like if yeah, exactly. From, yeah, when they migrate, yeah, right, and country. then they move to a different. Which age would they say that? Yeah, they the one. Yeah, well. <laughs> Yeah, because which which year would they say that they are like if let's say you are born in ninety five, right? This is actually the year that you are born and then you move I mean they should they sh- they have freedom of I mean people are fighting for freedom of gender. They mm. should have freedom of identifying I think that a lot of nobody can tell them how old they are. If I am eighteen, I am eighteen, and that's it. And that's some period. I think there are a lot of people that can get behind this agenda because, man, the way things are going, I don't understand. I'm like, I know, I, I, I keep saying that my thirties are going to be like the most glorious years for me. Right? Trying to but I'm not in a hurry. I'm not in a hurry to get there. I know that. I know that I'm going to like glow. I'm not going to be yeah, look amazing. I know I'm going to have like a lot of money. I know I'm going to be living my baby girls of life in my thirties right but i still don't want to be in a hurry right to get there <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah exactly i think we've talked a lot about ethiopia and <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're back to precious yeah yeah tell us <laughs> about <laughs> your amazing life in tech how did you like get into tech before you now decided that wow i can do all these things and have all these superpowers in tech how Where did this start out for she you? Said amazing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the assumption that it's been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it manifests. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
positive here. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did I get into tech? Yeah. Ah. I can't I can't say like there's a particular pivotal moment. Okay. Mm. I mean there's always this whole oh I like playing with stuff like that. No, it doesn't happen like that for everybody, yeah. don't worry. <laughs> uh, anyway. But um it was kind of not out of place at home. If maybe somebody gets a new phone or something and give it precious. Yeah. So it was actually really nice. Yeah. Okay. Um but I'm not sure I knew that it was a car it was a career path. Okay. okay. You know now. So you you're born, God help you, you're smart, not <laughs> extent. <laughs> I mean at least in your small cubicle. Yeah. Yeah, kind of smart. And then everybody's like yeah <laughs> i think i was so excited about that time i had like a name for my husband to look oh wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it shocks me sometimes <laughs> but i think so um in school but everybody in my house kind of like did computer lessons so that was quite a common place but okay. i think in school there was one class where in uh, le- uh secondary school mm-hmm. i also I was mentioning you can actually do this in school and all these kind of things and then I think one time my uncle was asking me what he wanted to do and he was like, well, since you're kind of like computer inclined, you can actually explore this. I'm like, no, that's nice. Okay. So um, I think, so I decided, okay, fine, I wanted to do engineering. It was a kind of tussle. Yeah. Okay, between computer and engineering. Oh, not me. Oh, at oh I kind of knew what I wanted to do. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it was. Where did this one come out from? You yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, how many people say this is you? And yeah. yeah, so it kind of caused a lot of issues for a bit, but after a while, they were like, my dad was like, okay, fine, I can't make you do anything that you do want to do, Sha. So, after trying hard to make you do it, exactly. <laughs> that was chill to an extent. Yeah. I mean, he just, um, he would ask you, just try to be sure that she be general, um, it's not people outside that influencing you, mm-hmm. something you don't want to do. It was kind of like my mom that was a little bit more insistent on yeah what that's so precious and then you go to sleep and you think it to yourself just imagine what that could be but then you're like you know what this yeah. is actually not my so part right yeah. they'll come back and they'll be like i saw i saw young doctors in national hospitals because i grew up in the north and anyway so after a while i got into computer science i think so that was where I actually got to see other people that were actually doing really, really cool stuff. Okay. So you, um, I think in year two, or year two, there was Oba David. There was, this, there was this group we tried from tech shop. <laughs> and they were just going from class to class, talking about it, talking about what they formed. And if you're interested, you can come and join. And so we, at, um, I came, spoke to a few people, and then they were like, okay. So I think after a while, TechShop kind of grew into GDG. Oh, nice. Like Google Developer Students Club. So yeah. I think that was the first time that it Where was that? So um, GDG does this thing where they have school communities too. Was that in right. Enugu here? So, yes. Okay, school in Enugu here. Interesting. Okay, you moved from the north to Enugu for school. Um, uh, ah. It's a long story. Okay, yes. that's not going <laughs> yeah. to that. Yeah. 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 From TechShop, they did Google Developer Students Club, and then I got to meet a bunch of other people too. I was like, oh, wait, you can do coding. <laughs> so I, I started playing around. Prior to that, sorry, I was asking Prior to that, did you know that, like, okay, when you, when you think about computer science, was it like 
okay, I want to, someone has an issue with their laptop or something like that, and they want me to fix it. Or I think about it like, okay, I can actually like, view the applications, and that's yeah. So now I think I said like when when I decided that um I wanted to study this thing, right? I think in a way for me to convince my parents and also actually know because the, the the questions that they kept asking kind of like made me also ask myself is this something I really wanted to mm-hmm. yeah. right so start to research on Google yeah <laughs> and try to find out if this is what like some possibilities what you want to do yeah so it seemed okay I can actually do something like this. so it didn't um, it wasn't the hardware thing it was a like a sitting at home and work do really cool stuff and then okay so you saw people doing remotes oh no 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 from google i just read stuff oh okay like, wait that time self i think i read yeah. naira land jesus yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. um you, you just kind of read and you're like okay i think it's something i want to do. and then there was bill gates now and i think most people when you start out in tech you're like I want to be the next Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's now that people are like, I want to be the next Elon Musk. Before it was like, you know. I don't think I want to be. Either. <laughs> what What are some misconceptions that you've had, like when you decided you wanted to be in tech, and now that you're in tech, what are some of the misconceptions that you had about tech that your mindset has had to change or grow over the years? Well, you cannot be Bill Gates overnight. You know. <laughs> That's valid. That one is valid. Yeah. Very, very valid. And you may never, like... You may never actually get there. That's just the truth. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's actually also fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Become a lot more All right, that's yeah. that's actually nice. I mean, that's interesting because even though you know that it's possible, you never get there. I don't think every anybody ever actually like accepts it until you get to the point where you're dying and you're almost dead in your grave. Then you're like, okay, maybe yeah. I'll never get to the point. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Bill Gates. Hmm. Do you not think that you know you could possibly build something maybe later in the future that could actually like, be very impactful and get you to that place at one point yeah i think it's you know what it's fine if you build it's fine if you don't build it's fine if you're part of the team it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i think that's where i am at so like why did you choose to like be full fully into technical writing instead of um yeah. fully into writing because i don't know if technical writing was like um a thing or so big of a thing when you were doing your initial community stuff because mm-hmm. you from what you've said you said you said community from school yeah. you know so like why did you choose that path technical right yeah it was an entirely hmm let me explore something different except <laughs> <laughs> god yeah. so we're doing outreach that was last year okay. and then uh, i actually signed up because i wanted to contribute to python projects and I saw this really cool project that I liked, Chaos. I liked the whole desktop. So what Outreach does is when you get past the first phase, you enter the contribution phase, they list a bunch of organizations that are interested, and then you read through their descriptions, and then you start contributing to them, mm-hmm. right? So I saw it. I saw some of the requirements. So they kind of grade the requirements from one to five. One is like very little knowledge, like nice to have all these kind of things mm-hmm. okay no i think one is like no knowledge but you can learn quickly okay and two is like nice to have three is like meh four is a little bit more experience and then five is like an expert very, okay. very exper- not expert because i mean it's literally an intense stuff but at least you, you should not come and start asking me how do i do things that are past basic yeah so the requirements were know a lot and i was like hmm, i actually like to write and this seems like an interesting thing to do let me just try it 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I wanted to try something different from coding. Oh, okay. I also think that like, you know, one big issue that I have usually when people talk about technical writing is that I used to think that technical writing was something that you did as someone that codes, right? So it's kind of like something you think about while they're you know coding. So I want to understand like at what point you actually like realize that apart from from what you've said now, without the environments on on yeah and just like the when did you realize that, okay this is actually like something completely separate from the whole coding? Ah, yeah. so I don't think it's separate. Yeah. Okay. I think. Okay. So I think through throughout the periods that I've interacted with a bunch of technical writers, other people, mm-hmm. um, I think you kind of realize that there are two kinds at some point. There are people who are good at communication, English and stuff, so yeah. just start technical writing, right? And there are people who have more of a technical coding background. Okay. So, um, I, it's not an either or thing, at least for me anyway. So mm-hmm. it's actually really nicer if you have coding experience because you're literally going to be explaining or and um, giving people an insight into technical products. So yeah. It's easier if you can understand what people are talking about to yeah. an extent, so that you know what you're explaining to people. Yeah. But there are people that actually do not have technical background and yeah. they are able to get into technical writing. As long as you can do your research, you can ask the right questions, and luckily for you, you know, the good thing with engineers that actually are able to know how to That kind of helps. But most technical writers, even those that don't have the same background, will tell you it's a, it's an, it's a huge plus if you know yeah. what the yeah. engineers are talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, Someone told me that. So I registered for a technical writing class. There's this guy that has been doing really well in technical writing. And I registered for his class uh, with a friend. And I'm still going through. But someone told me that why I was convinced to do it. He said he believes everybody in tech should have knowledge of technical writing whether you're a software developer whether you're a designer whatever you're doing because it helps you to communicate better yeah yeah so i i think um it's actually really cool it's a really good skill to have that you can even chase while also coding. Yeah, yeah exactly and if you decide you're tired of coding you could just you know right yeah yeah. yeah i think it's interesting that you're can you really tell us like a bit of a bit more of what technical writing is because a lot of people they when they think about tech all they think about is coding mm-hmm. and it's one of the reasons why we have this place because there are so many parts of tech that and not coding okay they are all related to the product anyways which is a coding product mm-hmm. but they are also as important yes. as coding so can you tell us a bit of what technical writing is and maybe if someone wanted to throw that part yeah what the person could do so um simply for me technical writing is kind of like telling product stories right? okay so you bridge something really cool but for other people to know that it's really cool, we have to tell them about it, right? Okay. So yeah, letting them know um, a build product, a build product A, and product A does this. This is how to use product A. This is what is expected when you use this to do, and when you use product A to do this. And yeah. actually, like with most things, people build. You, there's no telling how people can use it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's a very interesting thing. Yeah. Which is also kind of like how open source comes in, right? So maybe you build product A and you've written the documentation for it. 
But then I start experimenting with product A and I'm like, just hmm. work for my own use case. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that you can, okay, fine. And then somebody can always let you know that this particular use case you've created for it doesn't work for me. Maybe you build with Windows mm-hmm. and I use a Mac OS and they are not compatible. So yeah. you kind of have to figure out a different way to either let them know that I'm sorry, but we cannot um, create for Mac OS or you let them know that, oh, you can try using um, maybe WSL, like a, virtual, a virtual box on your... So what you're saying is that technical writing, your audience is actually the users and not... Yeah, building for the user. For the user. Yes, okay, okay. So technical writers actually like write this thing for like the users to read, not the not the other, like the developers. So there's two kinds. Read. No, is it so? I do it. It's like different kinds of technical writing. There's mm-hmm. the internal documentation mm-hmm. and then there's the end user documentation. So internal documentation is the one that where you're onboarded into a new company or something. Mm-hmm. That's where you kind of get used to what's happening around, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then end user is the one that, okay, we've built this and we want other people to use it. Yeah. So that, that one is literally one that is for the user, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. you have to make sure your user is satisfied. It's not yeah. you that is building because it. Because if yeah. they're not satisfied, the There's money is no not coming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, use the money is one part, yeah. actually, but yes. Yeah, they won't use the product and the money will stop coming. <laughs> Yeah, certain products that people get money from. You okay. don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> See what I know about products. If you are not paying, you are the source of income. <laughs> but then, but then, wait, maybe that's where open source. Exactly. When you talk about open source, so not all products yeah, are paid like, for. Yeah. So I, I've always like wondered okay, yes, about us. like when, yeah, like when people build open source products that, are like, you know, these are like people that are just contributing their time yeah. and code into like writing this thing. Okay, we want to get this thing out, and there is it's just like charity doing charity work and sometimes. Mm. So, so I, I've always wondered <laughs> like you know, apart from the feel good that you get from like you know, I, I've done something good for the society. What's the need for you? Really? Yeah. Well, really? Apart from also you, I know you're about to say developing your skills. There's developing your skills. Oh. I mean, what about you get people paid? Have, people have developed yeah, their skills. So those people that get points. paid, right? Yeah. How do they get paid? Okay, so um, there's some plans. I think Bigger Blue Button does that. Where okay. Bigger Blue Button is like Google. I okay. like the name. That's why I can't <laughs> stop. Yeah. So there are some open source projects that are like, uh, it's freemium and they're called okay. but um what they do is they make some part of their product free mm. and then when you want maybe more you now have to pay yeah uh, right? i think most products have freemium package at this point mm. the difference is that you have a say in how the product is built mm. so for instance mm. you think uh let me use a design perspective you think this red is not good for people that are colorblind. Okay. So you can always raise a GitHub issue and say, um, for accessibility purposes or for DEI purposes, we can maybe, I would like to propose a different color scheme for this product so that it's going to be able to reach people that have colorblindness. Okay. Right? And then, because it's an open source project, you have other people too that can come in and say, hmm, well, can we use this color? Can we use that color? Or I'm colorblind. From my perspective, this is how it works. And you have... If you have a lot of people that are like that are able to give different opinions to that thing, and then obviously there's a maintainer because too much chaos and like no other can kind of cause problems. Mm-hmm. So you have a maintainer or a reviewer that can go through those suggestions, and then if the uh, changes you've created or made are 
good enough and they work in hard like they'll not break everything yeah they merge your code and or what you know just code there are different ways you can contribute design design mm. or maybe you can manage a new project that's coming out from an open source community okay <laughs> You can. So we I'll take mention something before we move on yeah. to mention to listen some of the things. I think so. The guy that is maintainer at this point mm. is he. He's kind of like a permanent person because, or is it like you can have like a lot of maintainers on the project and maybe they decide. Uh, I know you've worked on open source projects and you've been part of like you know people that have started open source projects. I know. Uh, what's the name of this Ukawa who or something like that? I just the... Okay. <laughs> I thought that you are among the like you no, know. No, 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 no. I'm not all the funds. Okay, alright. But then like I I have always wondered like if the maintainers are right, kind of like you, you do get to that stage, uh, maybe like you know, you've done a lot of things for this open source project that you they've kind you've kind of like grown your trust level. Yeah. Right. And then eventually they're like, Okay, you know what? I think that you have reached maintainer status mm-hmm. and then you can now be able to merge code and, and stuff yeah. like that. Is that what happens there or is it like there's just one person here that has to be the person that makes sure that the stability of this product is mean is kept and how is that not a full time job for the person? Because I feel like if it's open source, a lot of people want to contribute to the project, a lot of people want to add code to the project, right? And, and your time. Yes, time, exactly. Exactly. It goes into it. So. Yeah. So like okay. I know that you are not like more into the coding side. I think you're more into the technical writing yeah. side. How does technic um open source how can you say it has helped your career contributing for free to products huh. so it's not always free. <laughs> okay fine fine there have actually been cases where you actually get paid okay fine like i've been paid because i'm working on an open source project okay right um can i can i answer her question yes <laughs> right so um, i think essentially the way you're asking me is can you contribute like is there hierarchy somehow yes yes, yes. right so um Luckily, um, the core open source project I belong to is Chaos, right? Yes. And what we do is um, basically measure open source projects and their health, like metrics and stuff, to be mm-hmm. sure that okay, you are being meeting the standard. Yeah, and it's most, because they focus a lot on DEI, so okay. it's to make sure that what this open source project is doing is is beneficial and also like healthy to the community members, right? Okay. Yeah. So um. Typically, there's always cases for people to be able to move to maintainer level, and it's actually open. Like mm-hmm. everybody can see it. You can see what you have to do, or maybe how long. And I think it's rotational too, because recently they added new people to the board. Mm-hmm. So there's how much you can actually contribute, and yeah. mm-hmm. your efforts to be recognized. Okay, so my question was, how has um, open source helped you so far in your career? Like working on open source projects i don't want to say free again because you've made us know that <laughs> some projects can be paid yeah and actually there are actually some that are like actual organized there are some actually organizations that mm-hmm. have like paid staff okay contracts or full-time staff right which is also part of the reason why if you are using an open source project that is reason that, is, that has been helpful for you and you have the money donate they actually there's like a, oh yeah there's actually an option on github to, to sponsor an open source no, oh, okay. Yeah. So do that. <laughs> <laughs> Not the universe. <laughs> so sometimes it's actually really interesting the people you can meet in okay. your projects, right? You maybe be contributing to your project and you meet somebody that has, that will tell you, uh, I was existing when open when open source just started, right? I think I was in one interview on open source community or project and he's mentioned that 
he finished school and then he was like in 
Yeah, there are people think free, right? But then if you go in deep and you check out open source, I think the main reason why a lot of people actually like, decide to do it is like, you know, it gives you access to some opportunities that you probably not be able to get if mm-hmm. you are just like on your own. And with yeah. lesser hurdles. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you mentioned that you've been involved in community building through like, you know, while you were in school and uh and we met actually for the first time I think summer of code, which was like a which was also like something that was like a, a community, community project. Yeah, it was a community project. Yeah. And eventually from there we've gone we've gone on to actually like, you know, become one of the key players in like uh, which making sure that Pink Summer is something that happens like yeah. yearly for girls and stuff like that. So I wanted you to make, talk a little bit more about like you know community building and why that's important to you as a person. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I think until last year, I've not even actually. I mean, I've always been, I've in school. I was kind of like part of some core team. So the core team for GG. GDSC, sorry, Google Developer Students Club. Mm-hmm. But for last, from last year, it was kind of like they gave them like this baby and like <laughs> this space about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a lot. And I think like last year's experience and this year's experience is very, very different. Yeah. And it's always very interesting, right? So I think the reason why it's kind of important to me is because. I know that, like you mentioned, we we first met at Pink Summer of Tech, right? Pink Summer of Code, code then, yeah. right? And it was because T-Boy said, oh, we want to try to do something for females in Inigo. And I know that people mention and say everything, they are doing a lot of women, women stuff now, right? Mm-hmm. And it might look like a lot, but when you actually start talking to some people, you just realize that, ha, this is a mall, right? Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that, um, it should not also include other people too, right? I'm just saying because this is like my own reality. Anyway, so there are people who will not have access to these things if they were if all these initiatives are not carved out for a particular niche. Mm-hmm. So there for people who may have really strict parents and you say, I want to go for a tech conference or a class that they're teaching something on programming. We have different realities of I've seen people who actually their parents might get or their guardian, whoever it is with yeah. you're going there to go and do this, they're, they're going to be boys there. There's no way you're telling the truth. I mean actually for that actual pink summer of code, I remember T boy saying that yeah that there was this one girl that her parents did not let to come out because they were suspicious of her movement. Uh-huh. Right. And but things like this might actually increase the trust parents have when you say it's only girls that are going to be there and you're not lying right yeah. so it kind of helps when you niche these things down and for people who are actually like maybe they have maybe some kind of anxiety or they have some kind of past trauma that makes them to seek out um, groups that are created for a particular demographic it kind of also reaches out to them to, to say this place is a safe space for you everybody here is like you you mm-hmm. can come here right so it helps it, it, it i don't think I mean, maybe I would have gotten into like meeting some of these people that I've met now, maybe sometime later in life. I don't know. We can't really tell. But it's actually really cool to see that from Pink Summer of Code, I've been able to, I was able to meet Ada and like we've been friends since then for that long and the amount of people that I also met and people who maybe the growth has been, because I know that, okay, fine, for me, my growth was not like linear. There's always been up, downs, and stuff. but 
it's actually really nice to see that this kind of movement started something for me yeah. right yeah. and i think from for last year to you would also see ladies because um we had some people towards the end of the program we had some people who wanted to continue learning but they could not like afford some kind of maybe extra materials data that sort of thing and i was like okay fine let's help you do this to the best that we could at the time yeah. right and then it's actually really cool it's 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 something that i actually really i'm, I'm proud of and i like to do okay right so that's fair enough oh, that's, that's interesting nice. <laughs> yeah yeah um I, I i don't have any uh i'm not thinking about any question right now I'm yeah so like how do you unwind you do a lot of things yeah how do you unwind <laughs> and before you go to how do you unwind there's something that i have seen like since exchange contacts and <laughs> <laughs> you tend to attend a lot of tech events mm. how has that been for you and which ones have been your favorite so far yeah uh, well <laughs> yeah. reminds me that we me swag after this we'll talk about it ma. Okay. Don't okay me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my favorite for this year was Oscar Fest. Okay. Um, right. I I think it was Oscar mm. Fest. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we are not in this video. But I think that through the pictures that we saw. Yeah. I like. I like. I actually like. What stood out for you? Hmm. Let's see. What stood out for me? I got to meet people that had so okay so chaos con africa mm. was co-located with oscar fest so it was kind of it was done a day before oscar fest okay right so i got to meet a lot of people i'm talking with on slack for like a oh, year that's really it was nice. a lot of oh my god see you. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. and then you kind of know that okay most people there are you you learn from from more experienced people yeah and it's very interesting the kind of opportunities that can come out from just i mean people used to say attend conferences and you might meet this you might like be able to get an opportunity that probably change your life yeah and even though that may not happen but at least it kind of gives you a different outlook to life yeah yeah in um, a tech conference and somebody says uh i was in kaduna and i was able to contribute to this global project and since Oscar Fest is an open source thing, it's like the largest open source listen in, in Africa. Right? Yeah, community and like gathering in Africa. So it's really nice to see people say, um, I contributed to Fedora, I contributed to Ubuntu, I contributed to okay. um maybe Node.js, because Node.js is also open source too. Yeah. And even something that may not actually be so well known, but you can see how much impact is doing, right? So it's mm-hmm. actually really nice. It kind of lets you, you that are reading, ah, well, me, I'm tired though. I don't think I was in content. <laughs> or what's even the, what's goal out of this? Like, yeah. like, um, or what's actually something like in you know, out of this? It's actually really nice to meet other people that tell you, uh, I, bec- I became maybe a GitHub star from contributing to open source, or I've been able to impact schools by a product I built that everybody knows. And then, um, I think another thing, nothing like much, but the food there is always good. <laughs> I'm not saying. I mean, because actually, Eden is the one that, su- that supplied for this oh, year. Oh, nice. Oh, Eden, like, I mean, they're good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, yes, this, um, there is this idea I have about tech events. Mm. And in, it's my own bias. Maybe because most of the tech events I have attended are in Enugu, and I've only attended <laughs> one tech event in Lagos. 
But I feel like tech events are basically just go and sit down and listen to stuff. Mm. That's my own bias. Inspire to aspire. Yes, aspire to Kafaya <laughs> by people who have been paid to come and aspire to Kafaya. That's my bias. Mm. Do you get it's, it's the way I feel about it. But now you come out to say that, okay, um, you can get opportunities from here and so on and so forth. How do you advise people to network? Because the only way you can actually get those opportunities if you network, you know? So how do you advise people to network and put themselves in a position to get something out of a conference and not just like give out their time? This is probably going to be where um, <laughs> okay so i think for most of the for, of the events i attend i kind of already know people there mm-hmm. right so it's kind of people that i've met online i'm, I'm actually quite i mean aside from what it looks like mm-hmm. i can get like really anxious talking to new people okay. so um for the most part events i attend are people that i kind of already know people in. Mm-hmm. and so um Maybe you've met them virtually before, then you can come and meet them in real life, and you're like, oh my god, this is me, and they're like, oh my god, hi, and that kind of thing. But I think in situations where I wanted to meet somebody and I do not know them, it's easier if you look for somebody that you know that knows them. Okay, so like, it's someone that <laughs> knows nobody. And I think it's terrible advice, just, exactly, because if I you were just advised to go there, you'd just be like, you're like in the ocean, not basically. Really. So, um. I think if you if you don't know anybody, you can start with at least listen to maybe what there's obviously going to be something like maybe read through most of the topics are actually published before time. Okay. So you can maybe read through a topic okay. and they're like, Okay, this is my favorite topic. And when you go there you start with conversations. Right. Mm-hmm. There are places there are obviously there are cases where you maybe I've been somewhere and I don't really know anybody, but you like what was said. So you can actually speak to the speaker or the person next to you and somehow a conversation might start and mm-hmm. it's not a hard thing. Like, my name is Precious and this person is this. Uh, you can start talking. Alright. Very nice. Meet people. I think most, most conferences, I mean, I know that they are paid conferences, but some people actually voluntarily decide to come and speak about something. Yeah. True, but I mean, that's my bias. Um, <laughs> that's a good advice. <laughs> So I think um, it's very interesting, like the things you've been able to do in tech, yeah. like since you've been there. What are the kind of things that you look forward to? What should we be seeing more of, you know, from you? What 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 should we be um, anticipating from Precious? I don't know. Anticipating. <laughs> 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 it's good. It's good. <laughs> she she should change. Like she decide today that this this person she's going to be. <laughs> And she reinvents herself one million times. But I think something that I am very that kind of caught my interest yeah. was try try to get open source funding. Yeah. Right. Mm. Here's why. So like you said, most people kind of like devote their time. I mean, as much as they are obviously more um advocation for people to donate to open source projects and um people getting money sometimes from open source projects. The truth is that it's actually quite neglected in, in the case of funding and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, something that I want to genuinely explore is trying to see how open source projects can be funded more, because mm-hmm. it's actually it's it's very very pivotal. There are yeah. a lot of things that we're using as um, 
software engineers or people in tech that are enabled by open source and then imagine that they cannot keep on being funded or these people who contribute a lot of their lives to this particular thing cannot continue building that stuff but aside from that i think cases where especially for dim kind of advocations people from maybe more underprivileged backgrounds being able to assess maybe now you want to attend the, um, the open source conference in the eu right it, the opportunities or maybe the possibilities are endless of what can come out of that mm-hmm. but because you are from a not so privileged background to attend these things you cannot assess it right yeah. and actually these people actually take our time to create scholarships for people mm-hmm. but there are cases where the scholarships are not enough because there's not enough funding for it yeah, yeah. right so that's obviously something that i want to look into to see how much i can Controversy that yes, that's really awesome. Yeah. All right, um, do you have any more? <laughs> <laughs> I already said I have any more questions. All right, but um, um, if our followers or our listeners want to like you know, get to know you more or like you know, talk about open source or technical rights and uh, where do they, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> where do they get access to you? Like your social media handles and stuff. Yeah. What's your handle? Like? <laughs> P R E S double H and then zero. That your username is very disturbing, but okay. Why yes. is it? <laughs> it's difficult to kind of like you Why? know at P R E S. It's like it's like fresh, fresh right? With oh. an extra H and then zero. Because I'm a fester. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah. And then like it's literally precious on you with any other place. Uh, yeah. Okay. Alright. Oh, and please join chaos. Yes. Yeah, that's like that's like my favorite open source project. All right, all right. <laughs> we'll look into chaos yeah. and try and create some chaos there. <laughs> yes, we're chaotic. Yeah. All right. So all right. Um, thank, thank you so you much so for much. talking to us about open source. I think I've learned a lot and yeah. I've become more open-minded with this. Um, she's going open-minded. to attend. She's going to try to attend a tech event in the, in the future. Yeah. yeah. Attend this. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> We will see about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right then. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate having you here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All, All right. right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.